Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Good morning, or is it afternoon or evening or whenever you're listening to the show? I appreciate you. Hello. It is Wednesday, April the 1st, 2020. April Fools. Ooh, I wonder how many April Fools jokes are going to be going around today. (laughs) Probably a lot. (laughs) It's probably not the world status is probably not going to stop uh, people. I do. There is not much to joke about. However, I do appreciate those with a tasteful sense of humor. So. So, yeah, I hope people are enjoying their day today. We're going to get right into it really quick today. My guest for this episode is a wonderful lady by the name of Tori Dunlap, otherwise known as at her first 100K. Tori is a millennial money and career expert from Seattle, Washington. Her mission is to get you the funds to build the life you want and slay the patriarchy at the same time (laughs) on a regular day on any given regular day tori gives money managing tips advice on how to make money online and how to help to completely revamp your finances in her signature course personal finance 101 she saved over 100k by the age of 25 quit her corporate job and is here to help you make money Her work has been featured on Good Morning America, New York Magazine, Forbes, CNBC, and today she is sitting down with us to talk about small business and the impacts to business owners from today's current state of affairs. This podcast is for business owners, people who have lost their jobs, or any person who wishes to support local or support people who are struggling during the seemingly devastated global shutdown. Please note... Now, this is a big please note. This podcast was actually recorded last week. And with that in mind, please just be aware that the state of our economic situation changes rapidly. In fact, it is changing every single day. And therefore, some of the things we discuss in real time are no longer valid. With all that being said, there are still a ton of great recommendations and conversation points that will get you really thinking outside the box and help build confidence in yourself and your business. All right, you ready? Let's get started. Okay, hi, Tori Dunlap. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. <laughs> yeah, so it's very interesting times. I think it, that sort of needs oh. to be addressed. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it is an extremely interesting time. Um, I mean, I've never been through a global pandemic, and mm-hmm. I doubt many people listening have, and yeah, it's it's a very interesting time to be alive right now. It is. So you're in Seattle. Yeah, I'm actually born and raised in the Seattle area. So okay. I grew up in Tacoma, which is about an hour outside of Seattle. I'm, you know, my parents are still in the same house I grew up in. So that was 18 years, moved down to Portland, Oregon for college, and then went back mm. to Seattle. And I've been in Seattle since I graduated. 
Oh, I love Portland. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I love Se- Portland too. Seattle's kind of been like the epicenter start um, explosion of this COVID nineteen. So can yeah. you tell me a little bit about life right there right now? I mean, it's hard because like I'm quarantined myself, so it's hard yes. to like fully understand what's going on. But like, yeah. I drove. Uh, I was telling you before we started recording. I drove to my parents' house in Tacoma last night, and it's just it's so interesting because you know all the restaurants are closed and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the streets are pretty bare and all of the major tech companies that have brought people to Seattle, Amazon, Microsoft, Starbucks, Boeing, et cetera, um, are all working from home for the foreseeable future. And so, you know, I have friends uh, who have lost, you know, their jobs, who are bartenders, who are musicians, who Mm -hmm. work at theaters, who, yeah, are servers at restaurants or chefs and all of them have lost work. And it's just the, you know, as the personal finance person, as the resident personal finance person, in my head, I'm just thinking, like, the economic impact of this is going to be so, so damaging for years and potentially mm-hmm. decades to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, being in Seattle, I'm kind of at the epicenter of all of it and having all these personal stories of, you know, my best friend's partner who's out of work and the guy I'm dating's out of work and all of these other people. Like, it's just really... It's going to be really interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out, but it's having a really severe impact in, in both, of course, our local communities as well as the world at large. Yes. So I don't want to put the um, the health aspect of what's happening in the shadow here by any no. means. But one of the reasons I wanted you on the show was obviously to talk about that exact thing, the financial I don't like the word crisis, <laughs> but let's right. let's face it, it's it, it is it's it's downward spiraling here pretty yeah. rapidly and even though i'm in canada right now in a completely different city on the other side of the of north america than you we are all sort of the same i mean the rippling effects have have in my opinion since i've been watching uh have happened quicker in some areas yeah. but they're all sort of leading in it seemingly in the same direction Right. And when we consider that's the that's the thing with money, right, is when we consider all of these different factors, including like health care and wellness and all of that, that does come back to, you know, the financial yeah. sector that does come back to like, you know, can our economy afford this? Can individuals, especially in the United States where we don't have universal health care, yeah. can we afford treatment? Can we you know, afford to have, uh, you know, reliable health insurance for times like these. And so is there enough money to support, to support what's happening right now? So let's get into it. Yeah. Personally, I mean, I'm part of the small business community that was affected in Canada nine days ago. So I think it happened earlier in Seattle, but nine days ago. So we're talking approximately like the 14th of March. um, I was I basically, I didn't close my business. I work with small businesses and social media. That's my job. And all those small businesses that I work with have closed. So therefore, I have no clients. So I also am part of the self-employed population that can't qualify for EI, unemployment insurance, through our government. That being said, like you listed a lot of industries that have like essentially shut down and you know, from restaurants to tourism, entertainment, the airlines, the airlines, like the automotive, right. weddings, sports. Like I just heard this morning that Canadians will not be participating in the Summer Olympics this year if they go on mm. um, because they can't train in a safe environment. Right. 
So and there's been talks about canceling the Olympics altogether. Yeah. Which I yeah. think has only happened, was it during World War Two? I think? And then maybe, there was like, I think two times in the history of the Olympics where they were either canceled or postponed, so... Which yeah, is fully I mean, understandable. It's, it's a real situation. It's a real situation. So um, can we start with, I don't know, small business? Because that's kind of what sure. is blowing up in my town. I'm. It's blowing up. I mean, there's there's a variety of, of uh, emotions here. I, I do want to talk about the psychological things, but also the strategies. I mean, there's the range of like panic, depression, shock. People are still in shock. And then there's like that desperation what people are doing out of desperation. And then there's like, some people are like lit up and they're on fire and they're motivated to evolve. Yeah. I think that's the interesting part, right? Is that we have this, this for lack of a better word crisis, we don't have an end to it right Mm -hmm. now. That's, that's the really tricky thing is we don't know when this is wrapping up. And so it's really hard emotionally, psychologically to be in limbo for however long this is going to take to shake out. My advice from a personal finance standpoint, as well as from your business, is the same, is that obviously it might be a little too late at this point, but if you can do, either if you have an emergency fund or you, or, or if you can build one at this time, it's going to be a really, really important thing in order to give you that financial security. So anything you can do, if you have that emergency fund already, that's what it's there for. Go ahead and start using it. Or if you, you are in a financial place where you can squirrel a little bit of money away, start building that emergency fund now. Outside of that, I mean, think you have to, to your point, kind of get a little scrappy and get a little creative if you're a small business that is, that is out of work. And so this is your time to really pitch yourself, to rally your community together, to um, lean on your network. That's what they're there for, right? You've built relationships with people, mm-hmm. especially if you're that small business that, you know, relationships are so key to building, um, building and scaling your business. Those relationships are there for you to lean on and, don't feel don't feel ashamed. Don't feel weird about asking for help because we all understand. I have friends and colleagues and even random followers on Instagram who are reaching out to me, just being like, "Hey, do you know anybody?" And you know, sometimes I do, or sometimes I might later. And so mm-hmm. there's there's people who are in your network who want to help and who who are dying to help, honestly, because there's a lot of people who are doing fine but are seeing you know the chaos around them and are really are really looking to have some sort of impact. So lean on your network, that's what they're there for. And if in in if there's no other option for you, if if this is truly desperation, um, I try to avoid giving the advice of of putting things on a credit card. But if this is if this is complete and utter, like, last chance, I have to figure something out, open up a credit card that's either zero APR or as close to zero as possible and put put your necessary bills on that, um, your necessary business expenses or your personal finances on that card, and then pay it off as you go. So that is a really good question for me. I, I was actually, um, not for me rather, uh, but for my community, I was reading some posts on Instagram about some businesses, some restaurants, for example, because right now in Ottawa, delivery and takeout is still acceptable. There's no dine-in. Yeah, so, in Seattle too. Okay, yeah. so not all restaurants are fully closed. However, I'm not sure how much takeout is necessary to pay the rents and to pay all the employees, etc. Should businesses be going into debt here? 
or should they, you know, take money out of their RSPs or like start putting their own personal money into, into their business? Honestly, that's not a question I feel comfortable answering just yeah. because I don't know your business. I mm-hmm. don't know what it looks like. Sure. Um, and frankly, like I'm not qualified to give you direct business advice on where you should be taking money from. Sure. The, what I can tell you, though, is that there there are a lot of resources that are already established and that are coming together because of this. Yes. And so if you haven't, if you haven't done your research and sought out all of those different options and and figured out if those are right for you, do that first and then proceed to, yeah, potentially taking on debt or fund China to, you know, fund, fund it with your own money. It honestly depends on, on your business, on how your, your business finances are at, at this moment and that, those sorts of things. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors to, to consider before yeah. making any sort of decision like that. Fair enough. So Let's talk about sort of short-term solutions. You said pack away, make yeah. a slush fund. What are some short-term solutions for business owners right now that have had to close their doors? If if you're in social media, for instance, right, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot that you can be doing that, uh, again, pitching yourself, leveraging your network, those sorts of things. But also, if, if you have the time and the resources, this might be a really good time to do that creative project mm-hmm. that you may have been putting off that's going to make you more money in the long term. So yes. um, our, our mutual friend Mal and I just did a um, uh, how to make money online workshop and we talked about the fact that a lot of these these um, systems, things like courses, workshops, etc., mm-hmm. do take a, some time and space to build. And so this might be a good opportunity for you because you have this time now to execute on those on those longer term strategies with the hopes that they'll pay off, you know, even larger later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have so many people who you know are out there hustling, right, and they're they're. They're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week actually doing the thing um, as opposed to like giving themselves time to build these strategies. And so this might be a great time to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, still having you still feel like you're productive. And again, I mean, I can't I can't emphasize this enough. Like there's communities out there of people who want to help, whether that is, you know, government funded assistance or just people who are in your corner and who want to see you succeed and, and want to take care of you during this time rely on your community right now. What are your spending trends looking like? Like what Yeah. I mean, who is spending money right now? <laughs> right. I think I mean the, the kind of joke of coronavirus was, right, if, if I stay in my house, well, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm not going out, so I'm not yeah. spending money going out. I think it's, it's hard to say. I think, surprisingly, there are a lot of people who, who are more financially secure right now. Yeah. Um, I am in a really lucky position where I did a lot of, you know, upfront, you know, heavy lifting, and so I feel okay right now. My business is actually mm-hmm. doing really well. I mm-hmm. haven't, I haven't received a hit yet knock on wood so I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about where I'm at which you know makes me feel very grateful and makes me want to help other people mm-hmm. and there are, are a lot of people who are you know maybe they have those classic nine to five jobs and who are working from home or who are maybe maybe even still going in depending on where you live who you know are financially doing all right so there are some people who are you know spending as usual obviously if you work at a grocery store or if you have some sort of <laughs> some sort of stake in a grocery store you're probably doing pretty well right now um but that's that's the thing about the economic impact of all of this right and we talked about this at the very beginning is that 
this is going to have potentially disastrous effects on on so many aspects of the way we live our lives in so many different industries and we're right in the thick of it and we've never really we've never really gone through it and so I consider myself to be a personal finance expert but like I don't know how this is going to affect everything Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen and so if you are on the shoestring budget and you're struggling to pay your bills right now, the biggest things, yeah, are to cut everything that isn't necessary. Yes. So cutting everything that's, you know, we call it oatmeal life, like cut everything that's not absolutely <laughs> necessary in your life right now and just mm-hmm. stick to your necessary expenses. Use that emergency fund if you have it. If you do have some extra money, start putting that money in what's called a high yield savings account. Um, I used to know what's the Canada equivalent. Mal and I were just talking about this the other day. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, uh, a high yield savings account is something that's going to give you like 1.5% back on your money. So funnel any extra money you have towards building that emergency fund. And again, if worse comes to worse, you know, put it on a credit card as low interest as possible. I will also say now's a great time if you are a 9 to 5 employee or even if you're a business owner, start diversifying your income. Because uh, what does know, that mean? You, what does that mean? If you do have, yeah. So if you, for instance, work a W-2, um, you know, a nine-to-five job, and you get laid off. If you get fired, if your hours get cut, you have something to fall back on, like a side hustle, right? And same thing with a business owner. If you are primarily, like to use a social media example, if you primarily work with a, a social media client and that that client, you know, can't work with you anymore or forgoes that relationship, you have other options, like maybe workshops you teach or another client or you freelance write as well. So during this kind of quote-unquote downtime do everything you can to start building or growing or scaling that side hustle part of my story is that I was successfully able to save a hundred thousand dollars at age 25 and part of me doing that was because I have this side hustle so I worked in social media for my nine to five and then I did social media for clients on the side of that and so it really gave me, that's one of the tips I have for people to like recession proof their finances. And I put that in quotes because nothing's recession proof, Sure. but to diversify your income. So you're not just reliant on this one income source, because if that source goes away, you know, then of course you're really struggling to figure out how your bills are going to get paid. So do everything you can to, to diversify where your money's coming in. So that you're not just reliant on that one source. That's really, really great advice. I mean, uh, like for me, I did have a side hustle, if you will, which I, I served at a restaurant for three days, three short shifts for extra cash. Right. From, unfortunately, that is no bueno right now. But And I had a, I have a side hustle, too. I work front <laughs> desk at my bar studio. Uh-huh. And bar shut down. Of right? course. So, yeah. you know, my, I'm, I'm no longer doing my side hustle either. But yeah. yeah, so that's the thing, right, is that maybe these maybe you have multiple sources of income and maybe one or two go away and maybe you only have one or maybe you have zero now. So yeah. like as much as you can, both, you know, now in this, in this time of, of crisis and as we're moving forward, like do everything you can to think through, okay, if I were to lose this part of my income, you know, is the other part going to sustain me? So I, you said something earlier about being creative in this time, and I have seen quite a few businesses evolve almost yeah. overnight. Like they shut their doors and have evolved. I love it. I think it's super inspiring. Um, at the same time, not everyone is creative. No, <laughs> not everyone has the capacity or can move that, cap- fast. Or can move that fast. Exactly. I mean, so even I heard on the radio that Labatt is 
no longer making beer. They're transforming their warehouse into a hand sanitizing uh, facility, mm. which I thought was like amazing. So, so companies are evolving. A lot of people are moving online. Now, I know, I believe you are, you work primarily with women, um, yes. but all of these tips are obviously for everyone. Um, genderless, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, and a lot of online businesses. Is that fair to say? Yeah, a lot of online entrepreneurs or, I mean, I, my business is almost entirely online. So I'll yes. go and speak in person or give an in-person workshop, but my business is almost entirely online. So I work with clients remotely. I do, um, you know, coaching and workshops and yeah, courses all virtual. So yeah, the majority of my own business is online. And then I work with a variety of different people in, in, um, coaching them or speaking in personal finance. Okay, cool. So, I mean, there are a lot of things people sell, they make, they can continue making and they can sell them online. How do, or, or even services I've seen like in the yoga industry, for example, lots of Instagram lives, Facebook lives. So many Instagram lives. (laughs) Yeah, so many lives. But like, it's cool because we're like evolving online and staying together as communities. Whereas like when the Spanish flu ripped through, they didn't have any of that. We, they probably not everyone even had a telephone. So, I mean, it was, it's, it's very different. This looks very different than obviously anything else. But um, for people that are, transitioning online or have plans or ideas to to sell something or make money or evolve online what can can you give us a little bit of a tip on that I would say the first thing with any time you are pivoting or transitioning is and it sounds so obvious but explain why and not just like coronavirus but like explain (laughs) the impact that that is having on your business Mm -hmm. both from um you know an empathy standpoint again if you're somebody who is reading that you're going to empathize or want to connect with that person more when you realize the the actual reason for this choice yeah as well as you know transparency for your company you if you are a customer again you want to know why this change is happening or why why they're moving over to this and so don't you don't just say like oh coronavirus like explain maybe in you know your instagram caption announcement or explain on your website like hey this is this is what's really happening with this business like we're, you know, we're, we're struggling right now. We're really trying to continue to serve you and we can't serve you in the way that we, we could before. And so we're getting scrappy, right? We're getting, yes. we're doing this new thing. And so that's the first thing is, is so yeah, from a brand story perspective, it's going to be a really important time to be transparent in this information and to show, you know, why, why you're making that transition and to, to get people on board with you. And again, I've said this already a couple times before, but ask your community for help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard, especially for female entrepreneurs, for women entrepreneurs to feel like we can ask for help, but this is the time I'm seeing so many businesses in Seattle who are like, um, you know, Frankie and Joe's is a perfect example. They're this amazing vegan ice cream spot that has like so many loyal, dedicated followers. Mm-hmm. And, and they are like, Hey, we're struggling right now and we're doing delivery and we know you love us and we need your help staying in business, Mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be, please, please, please. It doesn't have to be begging. Right. But just that of just like at this time, we need your help staying in business. And so that's, that's a, a request for support and help. That, that feels natural and, but it is a request. It is an, you know, it is an ask. Um, 
Outside of that, yeah, I mean, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of innovation in Seattle too. One of our one of our really well known restaurants that's very much like fancy sit down dining has just popped up like three um, three food trucks outside of their location to serve <laughs> like casual fast dining that is completely different than what they were normally doing. Yeah, it's just it's going to be really again really interesting to see what happens. But don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need, even as a brand. And if you are transitioning, make that apparent. Make that make that transparent and and showcase why that transition's happening and and what you need from your community at this time. And there are a lot of community organizations too that are putting things like restaurants or small businesses on lists. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for in Seattle, there's a group called the Intentionalist that does like women owned minority owned businesses. And so they're really trying to highlight those at this moment and really trying to give them space and a spotlight. So chances are in your own community, there's programs like that or, or organizations like that who are really trying to help you out at this point to showcase, you know, your transition and your work to other people. So again, take advantage of those resources too. I really liked when you said a brand story standpoint that like stood out for me because I mean, for me, and as a woman, I have a very hard time asking for money. I have a Patreon account for my podcast. Just, I set up a Patreon account like probably a year and a half ago. And every time I like say anything, like please donate or support the show or whatever. It's like, oh, oh God, I hate this. Right, it feels salesy. Oh, salesy. I hate that. What I will say is if you're afraid to sell, especially during a time where you know that people are struggling, a simple phrase like if you can afford to or if you're in a position to, um, that's a great phrase to say. So that simple phrase of if you can't afford to or if you're in a financial place to, um, you know, order takeout from my restaurant or donate to my Patreon, right? That simple phrase can make you feel a little less weird, as well as keep in mind that anytime you're feeling salesy or anytime you're trying to sell, and again, I'm putting that in air quotes, your, your audience wants to be sold to, like... Yeah. They they are there in order for you to provide them value and there to support you and show up for you because they believe in what you're doing, right? They gave you that follow or they gave you money in the past or they um, listened to your show, right? Or they yeah. or they've ordered from your restaurant, whatever. So keep in mind that they're they're there for a reason, and so they want to be sold to. They want you to provide, and I don't mean just you specifically, but they want you listening to provide value to them. And so, especially in, in times and times that are really difficult, anything that you can do to, you know, better their lives, add value to their lives, um, give them a little bit of hope or, or kindness or care right now is going to be really, really personally amazing and, uh, and amazing for the community. So don't feel like, don't feel guilty for selling Um, especially if you're doing it in the right way. There was this great quote that I saw on Instagram the other day that was like, you should not be profiting from the crisis, but you can be profiting during the crisis. Like, don't feel bad if you are making money or trying to figure out how to make money. Don't feel bad for making money right now. That's, that's, that's in no way should that be something you're feeling bad about. If of course you're profiting from it, if you're that person who like ordered a bunch of hand sanitizer is now trying to like upsell it and market from it. Yeah. yeah, You're a bad dude. But like, (laughs) you know, if you're, if you're, if you're out there just trying to make money, there's nothing to be ashamed of around that. That's a really good piece of advice. It, I, one of the last things I want to talk to you about really is that mindset piece. So for me, I mean, I, I flip flop, 
a thousand times a day with my mindset. I mean, overall, I think I'm in a pretty healthy place, all things considering. I'm a healthy person. I have gratitude. I feel relatively safe in all areas of my life, even though I have no job or income. I think, uh, but the mindset is so important. I know that I've seen a lot of people lose their jobs or their business that have just really spiraled into a, a really bad place. How can yeah. we, what, do you have tips on mindset and how to sort of see things a little bit differently or change people's perspectives when, because honestly, it's this crazy identity piece. People really identify with what right. they do and now they're not doing it and they feel lost. I'm trying to figure this out just like everybody else is, you know, to be honest. Like <laughs> sure. I, we're, you'll have to have me on when this is like settled down. I would love we'll to. about money and like things that are totally, <laughs> completely in my wheelhouse. Um, yeah, right now, I mean, I, I, again, I'm personally feeling good financially and from a business standpoint, I know I'm in, I'm in the minority mm-hmm. um, and I'm not trying to live my life with gratitude because I know that in a second. I mean, I'm not... I'm not a mental health professional, but I know what works for me um, in ter- in times of, of uncertainty is giving yourself some sort of routine and giving yourself some oh, yeah. sort of resemblance of normal. So whether that is, you know, if you are out of work, do at least, you know, one productive thing a day. And it doesn't have to be, I wrote an entire book, I wrote the next great American novel, right? It can just be... <laughs> You know, I scheduled social posts or I wrote an Instagram caption I'm proud of or I, um, you know, reached out to three people via email and asked if they have connections. Right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be moving mountains every day, but try to give yourself some resemblance of of normalcy and give yourself a routine. We as human beings, we love routines. Right. And anytime we don't have one is, is a time where where we start panicking. So as much as you can give yourself give yourself that that routine. I would also say that on the flip side of that, don't feel bad when you're not productive 24/7/365. Mm, There's a lot great. of fear here. There's mm-hmm. a lot of again a lot of uncertainty, a lot of just just stressful moments and you're allowed to feel those things. You're allowed to take time and feel feel really anxious about your finances or anxious about about you know, the health of, and well-being of your family and friends, like you're allowed to feel these things. And mm-hmm. so I feel like on social media right now, there's, there's kind of two camps. There's the like home workouts and like productive things and all yeah. of that. And there's all, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, you're just sitting at home. So now's your time to like do all of the things that you've been meaning to do forever. And I think a lot of that's helpful. I mean, that's helped me. I've written some captions like that of like, hey, if you do feel like being productive, here are the things that you should clean, you know, that the (laughs) microwave hasn't been cleaned in like six years. So maybe, maybe think about cleaning that out, right? Yeah. But it's hard to be inundated with all of that and feel like, and then, and then, you end up feeling like shit when you're not productive, right? And so on the flip side of that, you also, you know, there's there's feeling feelings and there's taking time to process those, but it can be really, really hard if you're feeling feelings all the time. Yeah. So there's a, there's a there's a nice medium, you know, there's a there's a melding of both of those of how do we feel productive and how do we continue to live our lives and make sure that we're giving ourselves a resemblance of, or a semblance of normal. I think that's the word I've been meaning to say this entire time. And then a 
you know, a, a space to feel stressed out and anxious and worried. That's... Yeah, I, I mean, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. Like, and that's the, that if there is one cool thing that's coming out of this is that everybody's affected yeah. by this, which yeah. sounds horrible. But at the same time, like if you're rich, if you're poor, if you're, you know, any color or race or creed or religion or, you know, sexual preference or whatever, we are all feeling this in the same way. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't know if it's been like this since like nine 11, honestly, uh, just the feeling of like, okay, this is, this is horrible, yeah. but we are all feeling the same way because it were, were it, the impact is happening everywhere. So in that way, again, communities are coming together. There's, there's, there's a lot of love and support here because we all feel the same way. Um, yeah. it's kind of beautiful in that way. It's just, you know, you know, you're, you're not alone in that. I, I actually, my, one of my good friends, um, her name's Amber. She owns, um, she's a co-owner of a yoga studio here in Ottawa, Pure Yoga Ottawa. And she, she had a really, um, cool conversation with me because they had to close their doors. They have three studios in Ottawa and one in Toronto. All of them are closed. And that was sort of, yeah, that's sort of a a government decision. So she, she feels for the people that haven't, that are struggling because like they had to close and yes, they're dealing with that, the impacts of that it, but they were almost forced to do it. So it was different than the businesses that are open still not forced to close and having to evolve like the restaurant industry, for example. And I mean, I don't know, weddings, (laughs) autumn, like a lot of industries, events, all that stuff where it's like, can I run this? Is this safe? And then it adds like an added layer of pressure to the ownership and the staff, like putting staff at risk. There's all of that sort of psychological chain of react, like chain of emotional stress that's added to it. So, and it is very interesting watching the collective in this because you're right, we are all in the same boat. And that almost, this might sound really bad. I'm saying this out loud. It's almost comforting. To know that, like, no, it is comforting. No, yeah. it weirdly is comforting. Like to know, and again, I, I keep thinking about, uh, and and we can we can talk a whole podcast about this, but like <laughs> that, it's really interesting. And of course, they they are real people, and I don't <laughs> I don't want them to hurt or God yeah. forbid die. But like, yeah, it's really interesting that like rich people are getting this too, yeah. right? And so it's like, or people of prominence, or people of power, and so when you realize that that is happening. And again, they have access to healthcare. They have, Mm -hmm. you know, they have resources at their disposal. So chances are they're going to be fine. And that's a whole, again, a whole different conversation about like how we prioritize health. But it's as soon as you realize that like even people in positions of power, this is affecting that that's a whole other thing. That's when you realize that this, this is happening everywhere and that we're all, yeah, we're all weirdly in this together. Yes. And I was watching, I was with my parents and I was watching 60 Minutes last night and yep. they were talking about how it's like all of these pharmaceutical companies, all of these companies who are trying to develop a vaccine, all of these hospitals, all of these research centers, yeah. they were like, it's not us versus them. They're like, we're not trying to like outpace this other vaccine company. We are all trying to fight this together. It's not us versus them. It's us versus it. And yeah. I thought that was 
that was a really lovely, lovely sentiment of not just like from a healthcare standpoint, but also all of us, we are really all trying to, you know, hopefully fight this thing together and, and to come together and really stay apart physically yeah. in order to fight this thing. So yeah, in a weird way, like as, as horrible as it is, and as much as I hope it wraps up as quickly as possible, like it's kind of beautiful in a way. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. In, course, in an odd way. It's not beautiful if you have, yeah. It, it, it's yeah, as bitter it's, it's as I'm over here I'm like it's also not beautiful if people are dying but no the, no the collective energy is is beautiful absolutely I mean like our prime minister the prime minister of Canada his wife was one of the first 10 people that were uh diagnosed positive of it so no, he man. has been in self-quarantine he has been a leader right. and an example in our country and it's just, it's really interesting. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we are all in this together. Okay, so right. if we, as we wrap this up, money, yeah. the value of <laughs> money. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, global disease. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. So oh. uh, money, the value of money, how, how this is affecting people's businesses and personal lives. Can you wrap it up with sort of one thing. I mean, I know you, I do also want to just say you, where you're available and everything. You have a course called Personal Finance 101, How to Financially Prepare for Emergency, which I, I saw on your website and I was like, holy shit, I am already in an emergency, but <laughs> what can, what can I do now? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it is talking about, I, it's usually my personal finance 101 workshop. And then I got so many requests for it that I kind of added this extra component to it, at least yeah. as this whole thing is going on. But yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not just financially preparing for an emergency, but it's also how do you, how do you manage your finances when you're in one? So yes. yeah, I mean, so much of this interview, unfortunately it has me been like, I don't know, here's my best guess because truly that's, that's where we're all at. Yeah. But I will don my personal finance hat and say that, um, as much as possible, this is a, you need to put your mask on before you put somebody else's on, right? You need to put your oxygen mask on before you put other people's on. So really make sure that especially at this time, you are taking care of your personal finances mm -hmm. um, and prioritizing yourself. Um, so if you are caring for family or friends, if you are, if they're reliant on you for any sort of uh, income or financial stability, please make sure that you are taking care of your own needs. You cannot serve anybody else unless you were serving yourself first. So really make sure that you are prioritizing your own finances before you prioritize other people's. I will also say that um, there's resources out there for you. I'm out here uh, talking about money every day. There are thousands of people who, uh, who are talking about money and talking about, you know, the, the unknowns here. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're here to support you. We're here to give you advice and guidance. And I am, you know, I, I do consider myself a money expert, but during these uncertain times, no one really knows. Like, we don't know when the next recession will be. We know there will be one. We just don't know when exactly, mm -hmm. right? We don't know how this is all going to shake out. This, this has never happened before. And anybody who tells you they know is lying to you. <laughs> so understand that it should give you some comfort that even the people who are talking about money and thinking about the stock market and thinking about growing their income or thinking about helping you grow your income, even, you know, we don't know a lot of this because this is uncharted territory. So yeah. um, we're here to support you, though, no matter what, and we're here to give you actionable advice and resources and also just 
just hopefully some comfort during during this crazy time. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Uh, definitely having this conversation with you has brought some comfort in me as well. I mean, and um, you have so much to offer. And I hope that everyone goes to your website right now and reads up all about you and starts following you on Instagram at her first 100K. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I, I just, I'm sending everybody love. I'm sending everybody love and peace and joy and like, just, just try to stick together and take care of each other, please. Cause this is, this is yeah, really, really tricky and we need to get through it together. We really do. That's the, the best advice right there. We're all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you and good luck in Seattle and we'll be watching. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on awesome show. I want to thank my guest Tori Dunlap for coming on the show today. You can find Tori on IG at at her first 100k or visit her website at www.herfirst100k.com. Please help support the show. If you're in a position to donate money or support this podcast, please go to my Patreon account. Links are both found in the show notes and by clicking the link in my bio on my Instagram page at at Elisa Curry Lowitz. Donations of any size are hugely appreciated at this time. You can also support the show by taking a screenshot and sharing on your social media or by heading over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.